Um, you know, people talk about having like a bad, like I've I've just had a haircut feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I have like a, just had a disc sander applied to my neck feeling. Okay. Let me have a look. Let me have a look at the back. Oh, okay. So Mm. I have good news and bad news, Rob. Okay. All right. The good news is Mm. you don't have a mullet anymore. Great. Mullet taken care of. The bad news is that the guy has actually shaved a mini mullet (laughs) at the back there. (laughs) A mini mullet, you say. So it's, you know, business up the front, and you've got a very small party going on around the back. <laughs> like, like a sort of a, you know, you're talking about, like... It's, it's not a full party, just maybe maybe a Drinks soiree. after work or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just a couple of beers with mates. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing too big. Lovely people in internet land. Daytona. Just not stop. You're gonna start with that already. Daytona. You're gonna start. Sorry, you need to introduce me first. Uh, we had a big discussion about whether I was allowed to troll him, and he just goes, "Do what you like." So I did. I didn't expect you to like literally stab me in the heart with trolling. You just li- you just you made a knife out of your words and stabbed me right in the heart with them. That is very literal. Yes. Yeah. He actually literally did that. I, I wrote the words down on like a knife. Yeah. And stabbed him in he the made heart. A, he, what he did was he wrote the words down on a piece of paper and made a paper mache knife out of it. Like they do in the big house. <laughs> and then he jammed it right betwixt my ribs into my heart. Betwixt and is a word we don't use enough. <laughs> it's not, it's right. Especially when you're playing the game Daytona. I am betwixt the lead car and the... Uh, look, I'm... <laughs> Welcome to Game Life Balance Australia, the yes, Australian welcome. edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Yep. I'm joined, as always, by this gentleman <laughs> sitting next to me, who I've written down here is the inventor of the phrase bootylicious, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. How are you, know, you today, you disgusting piece of filth? <laughs> I am. I'm feeling pretty Daytona. Pretty good, actually. God damn it. It's like a- <laughs> I say every week, this is going to be the worst episode of this show. (laughs) If you look at the trend, it's true every episode. (laughs) I've made a graph. (laughs) You know, like in those. I've made a graph, and there is a a particular downward slope. You know how, like, in old-timey stories, when someone's presenting their daughters to, like, the hero, and they say, oh, my, here are my lovely daughters, each one more beautiful than the last. Yes. Or, we are, like, the like the bad podcast equivalent of that. <laughs> Every podcast worse than the last. That's a guarantee from yeah. us to you. Now, there are two things. Number one, bootylicious. Um, that was actually a phrase for my operetta. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, it was all in Italian. Right. I don't know Italian. <laughs> Did you just Google Translate everything? Oh no, not even that. Uh, it was basically naming certain types of pasta, putting bootylicious in every second word. Uh, Did Mamma Mia a... come up from time to time? There, there were certain phrases that you find on pizza boxes, yes. Uh, and this was done at the Coliseum. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I literally chewed the scenery. <laughs> Needed dental work after that too. Papa Giuseppe Linguini, mamma mia. See, I wasn't going to go there, but you did. <laughs> See, there was... I'm just singing from the script that you gave me of your... Your operetta. Yeah, yeah, every second word was bootylicious though. <laughs> bootylicious, mamma mia, pizzeria. Bootylicious. Pappadelli. <laughs> and then there was like, there was an entire backup choir singing bootylicious. Bootylicious, bootylicious. <laughs> like I know we're all having a, we're joshing around, we're having a good time here, we're all having a laugh. Yep. But like, seriously, yep. we should make this. We should write. We this should down. probably. We should probably do this. We should make. A, we should make this into something that is, is real. So the other thing I was going to say mm. is that you did introduce me. You did not even introduce yourself. So oh. I will actually say <laughs> that today I am joined. Oh <laughs> what is he going to say? <laughs> oh, by okay. number one offensive T-shirt producer in Australia, <laughs> Robert Rob Bailey. <laughs> yeah, you know that. You know that. Fuck off. We're full brand. <laughs> oh God. I didn't. I, I didn't invent that. I didn't. I didn't invent that. But, but you I, did put it on a T-shirt. I did do the graphic design work. <laughs> you know. You 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 took the word "fuck" a little bit too literally there. Yeah. People, two people copulating on a T-shirt and saying we're full probably missed the point of of what that original bumper sticker phrase was meant to say. <laughs> well, you know, I I thought that people would use it at nightclubs to you indicate that they were at maximum capacity. <laughs> But I was cruelly misled, and I stand by, and my lawyer will tell you. I say that if, if they were true Australians, they'd be saying, fuck off, we're chockers, mate. That's right. Where chockers means we're full. Right. We well, are at maximum capacity. God. So, this is a podcast about video games and life. And uh, <laughs> we're off to a cracking start. Yeah. So, you've already got insight into our lives, uh, and by lives, I mean depraved minds. Uh, but we did have a, a video game that we wanted to feature, if you like. And if you don't know what it is yet... Yes. Daytona, then I feel very sorry for you. I think the original idea was to get a sound grab of Daytona mm. from the song, mm. and then and then just like put it in there. Yeah. But I've already taken that liberty. Yeah. Because I don't have editing rights over the podcast. No. Because the way I edit the podcast is that I just cut all of you out. Yeah. And yeah. then it's just me talking to myself. Mm. I actually redub your parts... <laughs> I go, hello, I'm Rob. It's funny, those are like the most popular episodes we've done <laughs> for some reason. People were just like, I, I don't know why, but I'm enjoying this a lot more <laughs> for some reason. It's almost like there's one guy and then another guy on helium. <laughs> the truth is that I'm actually like a ventriloquist dummy and, and AC is just sitting alone in a room with a microphone. He's it's, been doing this for like almost 20 episodes. It's amazing that I can get stereo sound out of this actually. <laughs> He's a talented ventriloquist. Very talented. And, and you know, the Rob dummy is sitting on my knee right now. Yes. And, I, and if I were real, if I were a real boy, which I hope to become after fulfilling a number of quests, <laughs> then I would be very scared. But I'm not. So it's fine. Daytona. The game's Daytona. Daytona. See, I can say it normally. Daytona. But that's not the name of the game, AC. Daytona, USA. That's actually not part of the song. But <laughs> yes, yes. As usual, we didn't get the name of the game right. It's Daytona, USA, um, which for some reason is really important. 
Uh, because Daytona is a real place, isn't it? Yes, it's it's, it's like a race course or something like that. It's some kind of it's some kind of racing track. <laughs> we did our research beforehand. Thank it's you, the, Wikipedia. No, no, here we are. The Daytona International Speedway in mm-hmm. Daytona Beach, Florida. So it is both a speedway and a beach. Yeah, I knew it was a beach. Mm. And what a beach! Not really, no. <laughs> but the whole. <laughs> God. <laughs> We just hit a brick wall then, didn't we? I did. A magnificent brick wall. I just where we both started thinking beach. <laughs> just nothing but beach. Both of our minds just wandered off. I don't know about you, but in my mind, I had like this sort of cartoon beach in my head with like a like umbrellas, you know, like from like a nineteen fifties. I was just thinking naked women. Oh, okay. Yeah, bikinis. Yeah. Okay, I went. I went Tom and Jerry cartoon. You went naked ladies. Yeah. So that's yes, that's about. Right. I'm imagining you naked in a bikini right now. Ooh. I don't know that like you naked in a bikini does not work. <laughs> naked but in a bikini yeah that yeah. doesn't work at all but I'm still imagining it <laughs> you can be two things or one well I mean there's like a frame rate issue where the bikini kind of flickers <laughs> on and off <laughs> and you're driving a car uh, called a Hornet from Daytona yes swings and roundabouts there my friend well swings done. and roundabouts you brought us back I did marvellously you brought us back on track <laughs> Our track, that's another good one. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yes. Much like what happens when you play the game and you lose, you spin out onto the grass and then you get back on track. Haha, brilliant jokes. So, what is what you, is you, Daytona USA, Andrew? Daytona USA is an arcade game which was released uh, very early... Early to mid-90s? Yeah, uh, it was actually kind of... It was released... In 1993 in Japan, but it mm-hmm. was a very limited release. Yes. And then it was released in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, worldwide and to acclaim. Yes. Because, okay, acclaim as in like the actual word, not the video game company. Yes, they had nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, this is a Sega joint. This is very much a Sega joint. Uh, Daytona is just such a prolific and popular arcade game yeah. from the mid-90s. And when I say mid-90s, that's when it started. You could still find these arcade cabinets right through to the 2000s as well yeah they must still exist around oh, somewhere definitely I, I went to a bowling alley not long ago and there was a Daytona you know the four one of those four seaters four seaters yep. yeah so they're still out there you, yeah. you can you can play Daytona now without too much effort I mean I should also say it's ported to like you know relatively modern systems mm. like uh, I think it's on the PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. So nice. if you have a PS3 or an Xbox 360 kicking around, you can you can pretty easily get hold of this. Uh, but I would recommend playing it in the arcade, yes. given the full arcade experience. Now, Daytona USA is a racing game. Yes, uh, it actually used uh, shaded polygons, which yeah. was kind of a new sort of technology at the time. Although it had been done, mm. it hadn't been done to this effect before. So when when it came out, it looked magnificent it's for the time. Definitely the best looking racing game at the time, and mm. possibly the best looking game at the time. It, it very it's, it has a real smooth uh, frame. It's got like a sixty frames per second on single player mode. Wow! And it's like like Andrew said, it's the first texture mapped polygonal racing game. Mm. So it was very impressive when when people Six, first saw it. Sixty frames a second mm. with full uh, full shaded polygons is. Is pretty impressive, I got to say, especially mm. if in the mid '90s, you know. Yeah, and I, I really, uh, I was so fascinated with the machine when it came out because yeah. they are kind of car shaped, I suppose. You've you've got a seat. Yeah, you sit in this cockpit, and you've got a steering wheel. You've mm-hmm. got the pedals beneath you. Yeah, you've got um, a gear shift, mm-hmm. and you've got in the seat two stereo. Uh, speakers, so mm-hmm. you you kind of got a kind of a surround experience there, where you yeah. actually feel like you know a big CRT monitor, mm-hmm. 
and you can switch views between first person, third person, you know, way back third person. You can see the bonnet of your car and mm-hmm. all of this great sort of things that gave, gave you a sense of, uh, you know, a, a sense of options, mm. which was interesting because there were only three tracks. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's interesting because it's, it's a very in-depth, I wouldn't call it a simulation, but it's a very immersive experience sitting mm. in the sitting in the car with the sound blasting. You've got your mates alongside you and you're all playing simultaneously. Uh, so it's very immersive, but it's not. There's not much there. It's actually only like like you said, three tracks. Uh, and uh, yeah, when you've when you've played it a bunch, you kind of realise that there's not there's not a lot there. But the 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 impact, the initial impact of sitting down in that in that cockpit and playing it is something that will stay with you. Certainly, if you were there at the time it came out. I think one of the things about Daytona USA is not particularly the fact that it was actually limited to three tracks. It was the fact that the arcade cabinets mm. um, mostly came in in pairs. Now, I think mm. they, they only sold them in pairs. Yes. Like the Magnificent Breasts. Yes. Of <laughs> the female species. <laughs> Just had to point that out. They only come in twos. Uh, and... What they, what you could do is actually network them all up. So you, you bought two, and then another two, and you have four. Yeah. And you can actually... I think you can ma- be able to have a maximum of eight. I think maybe eight is the most more. I've seen. Um, and that's rare. But when you see eight uh, of these cockpits all sort of stuck together, mm. it's like the installation inside an arcade is... is It's very impressive. It draws your eye. Like, what's it that really game, does. You know? you go, oh, my God. And it's very colorful. Like, I remember mm. the back of those chairs were always like a bright orange. And that yeah. really attracts your eye. And it's blaring sound out of all these speakers. Mm. It's just shouting, like, look at me, look at me, you know. Gentlemen, start your engines. Yeah. And when you see a bunch of bros sitting in the... Like, in those chairs... It is chairs, quite sexist, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it is... It is uh, this game hates women. Yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, no, when you, see, when you see a bunch of, 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 of people sitting in those in those cockpits all playing the game laughing carrying mm. on it looks like they're having the best time in the world and that is game. where this comes in like the mm. longevity of the game was not the fact that there was only three tracks and a couple of views or four, yeah. four different types of views you could have it was the fact that you could play against your mates yes and not only that but like you could kind of glance across in a straight and see where your mates were up to like oh I'm 13 he's 16 oh yeah you can even run each other off the track you can, yeah it's it's if you knew where they yeah. were up to and you think oh that's that's my friend and then you try and ram them off the track it's magnificent yes it's a great feeling yeah. being a dick yes it, and I think that like you said that is the, the appeal is that you play it together it's not something that I would really want to sit down and play by myself no I think it's something that you have to have at least one other person that you rope in to sit down and play the game at the arcade uh, so that that's an experience that, like I said, stays with you. Very impressive. Mm. But I mean, how was your actual experience playing it as a as a video game? AC uh, limited. Like I mean, I played it a lot. Like out of all the arcade games I played, mm. um, you know, like arcade games were like a dollar. Like in America, they were usually like a quarter, which is like twenty five cents. Mm. Mm. Uh, in Australia, especially in the nineties, they were all like a dollar each, and mm. that was quite expensive. Yes, we didn't get a lot of dollars for pocket money back then. It's mm. like maybe you could play five; you might have five credits on a game, and that's it. Yeah, there was never nearly enough to play. But when you played these games, um, you could actually 
kind of get your money's worth because if you played the easy mode with your mates, you'd have fun and you could keep you'd keep hearing time extension and you'd say, "Yeah, I'm kind of winning this game." Mm. Oh, I got 16 out of like 40. That's not too bad out of 40, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually terrible. Yeah, but you yeah. still feel some sort of accomplishment mm. um, when you finish like the easy tracks of that game, especially when you're with your mates and if you ran them off the road. Yeah, but if you played it by yourself. Uh, there's, it's it's not a particularly full game. You don't really get a lot out of it playing against the computer because they're all there's no AI to speak of. They just keep going round and round in circles. They don't try and interact with you in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So all in all, I gotta say, uh, Daytona is great for friends, and it was great at the time. Mm. Rob and I played it today on the Sega Saturn. Yes, we've played the home console port, uh, which is not a great port. The draw no. distance for the polygons sucked. Um, and uh, it only ran at 20 frames a second, I think. Yeah, the frame rate <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Um, the textures on the polygons, they're there, but they don't look as good as they did at the arcade. It's its all just not quite right. It's not quite right, but, you it know... It plays okay, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, you, you, can, you can play it, but there's, yeah. no, there's no multiplayer on that system either, so, like, mm. you can only play the single-player mode of that. Yeah. And... That is one of the the main drawbacks to the, the home console version. I'm assuming that they must have fixed that for the um, for some of the subsequent releases, especially on like the you know the the Xbox arcade system and everything. Like yeah. That. So yeah, you'd hope so. hope so. I don't I don't actually have that system, but mm. you know that's most of the appeal out of this game. What was your experience with it? Look, okay, so you and this is kind of a bit of a saga here. I'll try and make it brief, but you know, AC, that I'm not a very good driver. I know this because I have saved you from accidents <laughs> on two occasions. Look, I will say I've never had a traffic violation and I have never crashed a car. Yes, because of me. Primarily because I don't drive cars very often. I avoid doing it. Um, I'm not much of a car guy, you know. Cars have never interested me. And so video games about driving are not really my cup of tea. And as a result, I'm not very good at them because I don't play them much. So my experience with Daytona was basically putting the money into the machine. Yep. You sit down, mm-hmm. you gun your engine, you yep. hear the engine sound blasting out of the speakers behind you. You're like, yeah, this is cool. You know, you pick your viewpoint. Yep. You've got your hand on the gear stick. You've got your, f- your foot on the pedal. You're ready to play Daytona. First corner comes up, spin out onto the grass, <laughs> your last place. And for the rest of the game, you try desperately to catch up. But you, you, keep, you keep stuffing up. You keep like oversteering, you know. Um, so, so basically, my, you yeah. suck at this game. It was yes, I'm bad at Daytona. <laughs> so my experience, my my view of the game is coloured very much by the fact that I've I've never really had a good time playing it. But that doesn't mean to say that I think it's a bad game. I just think that it's not a game that's really for me. So would you recommend um, it? Look, you know, I always say the same darn thing. I'm going to try not to say it this time. Okay. Uh, at the time, extremely impressive, a must play. Yeah. In '95. You've got to play this game. Yeah. 2016, you could probably miss it. You could probably miss it. Yeah. The only... I, I would say if you're in a scenario where you've got a bunch of mates and you're at an arcade um, and you just happen to be there, and it, particularly if you had a few drinks or something, that might be fun to sit down and play it. But I wouldn't say go out of your way to seek it out and play it. No, it's... There are much better... And I, I again, I'm not a racing games guy, but I know that there are much better racing games out there now that you can play like i'm aware of games like forza i'm aware of games like um you know burnout and and so forth that you know a need for speed that series that you know have taken this genre 
to the next level and do a lot more with it than than Daytona. It's a very simple game. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting history piece, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say go out of your way to play it. So that's that's my that's my rec- my view. I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Yeah. Um, but very important at its time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you, AC? You know, I don't recommend this game at all. Actually, <laughs> look, as Rob said, it is a it is a a particular place in history, and it was incredibly impressive at the time, and it was fun for your mates. If you see it mm. in like a bowling alley or an old arcade, yeah, and they have like two or four. I mean, they'd, they'd have to be at least two. Yes, because like you said, women's breasts. Yeah, if they come in pairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to let you forget. That. <laughs> Uh, I love on. that. I, 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 I specifically had that in mind. At the, that was like the only thing I had written down for this entire episode. <laughs> it's like a boobies. It's, it's written down on a piece of paper. No, no, I just had boobs written down on a piece of paper. Like a literal <laughs> diagram of boobs. And when I say diagram, I mean like circles within circles within circles. <laughs> but twice over. <laughs> it's just, you just keep that picture in your wallet in case of emergency. In case I forget what boobs look like. <laughs> It's something that keeps you up at night. This fear that you may, you may forget what boobs look like. I'll never forget. I cannot forget. <laughs> so basically, like, it's an important piece. And, like, the thing is, if you do see these these days, they've got uh, CRT screen burn. You know, like, you see the insert coins yeah. uh, phrase, you know, basically burned into the CRT monitor. Mm-hmm. And you might kind of get in there and go, I remember this game. And you play it and you go... Oh, this game. Yeah, it's all right, I guess. Mm. It was good at the time. But yeah, like limited track availability. You need a whole bunch of friends to make it fun. Yeah. And not to say I didn't have a whole bunch of friends. Yeah. I was a loser. <laughs> no, you actually, had fr- you had friends. I had just, friends. You know, they just weren't, you know, cool friends. <laughs> <laughs> Basically describes you, me, and everyone well, who listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm definitely not cool. <laughs> but, I, you know, like, in 2016, don't play this game. Don't bother. Like, you can... The the best thing about this game is the soundtrack, mm. which we learned today was basically done by one guy. Yes, we read and that. And a MIDI synth. He composed and, like, it and also sang the lyrics. Daytona! <laughs> yeah. And then they, they recomposed it for the... Um, for the Saturn release and yeah. did a better job I thought mm. but uh, other than that you know just skip this game it's good to be aware of it it's fun to see in arcades that it still exists yeah. but you know just look at it and go yeah Daytona keep walking so Sonic's totally carved into the side of the mountain in like the first track of Daytona yes and it's like an eight lap so you get to see him like eight times but the thing is he's kind of on his side leaning down and it's it's like that position of like, like draw me like one of your French girls, <laughs> sort of languishing there, you know. <laughs> but I bet Tails is there somewhere as well. Yeah, he's, he's off to the side. You can't see him. Yeah, he's around the back of the mountain. Yeah, he's giving him a cheeky reach around, <laughs> a double reach around. Yeah, <laughs> with both his t- <laughs> cheeky reach around. They're good friends, all right. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't judging. <laughs> I, right. I ain't judging no mutant fox uh, blue hedgehog relationships here. There's a website called DeviantArt. And if you go there uh, and type in Sonic and Tails cheeky reach around, I'm sure you'll find a wealth of information. I'm, I'm actually so tempted to type that in right now to see what happens. Oh, man. I bet but you... He is, he is uh, on the side of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and I kind of... I don't know. It's just... It, being a Sega boy growing up, mm, I always mm. appreciated seeing Sonic, mm. you know, eight times in, in one track. Yeah. It's a good thing. I, you know, you, you, I could never see enough Sonic. <laughs> I, I could see enough Tails, but, you know, never enough Sonic. That's right. You can never get sick of Sonic. I think that's a fact that we can all agree upon. 
nobody outside this room agrees on that fact. No. Except maybe DeviantArt. <laughs> yes. Alright, so what have you been up to in your so-called life? Uh, we, I say that every time, but it's, it's, like, it's, it's always a, a so-called life. Not a catchphrase now, isn't it? We should probably mm. stick with it. Let's run with it. Um, look, it's been busy. Uh, so, I think you knew last time I recorded that, I may not have mentioned it on the show, but my wife left her job. Um... Which has meant that we're back to being a single income family, Ooh. which is fine. It's fine. It's a bit of pressure on me. Do but... you? I got to. I got to ask a question here. Mm. Do you have like a white picket fence, and you and you go to work in like in like a fedora <laughs> every day? And go goodbye, dear. Kiss right. me on the cheek. That's right. <laughs> She's wearing an apron. Uh, my my baby's in a sailor suit for some reason, even though it's female. And uh, then I, you know when I come home, I hang my hat on the on the hat stand, and I say, "Where's my steak?" And if there's no steak, then I, I just go ballistic and start breaking furniture. Um, <laughs> the true Republican right. 1950s fashion. Right. The, 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 the nuclear family. That's right. It's the American dream. Um, We're Australian oh, and our right. dream sucks. <laughs> that's right. My dream, my dream involves breaking out of prison and stabbing a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, you did that. I remember we both right. did that. That's right. We ended up back in prison. <laughs> like back in '98. It's a very self-defeating plan, really. Um, uh, but yes. So what's happened as a result of her quitting her job? Yep. Uh, <clears> is that we've had to sort of tighten our belts, and you know. Um, and how's that been working out for you? Not well, not- because we just spent three thousand dollars. <laughs> three. On- so, okay, hang on. Okay. Let, let me just get my outrage out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number one, where did you get $3,000? <laughs> let me tell you. All right, so, my, so okay. okay, backing up a little bit. All right. When my wife was still working, we did a, we did a budget. We did like an audit of our, of our money, where it was going, etc. Mm-hmm. We realized that Megan had been back at work for three months, mm-hmm. and we had nothing to show for it. We had blown all that money on, like, random nonsense. Just, like, going out, buying food, you know, just... We, we had nothing physical that we could point out and say, that's why you have gone to work. Okay, yeah. And that was a sort of a catalyst for me quitting. Uh, on her last pay, yep. she got um, some pay for uh, a couple of public holidays that we had recently. And she also got her leave paid out. So she had a rather hefty pay. Oh, okay, yep. And we're looking at it thinking well, what can we use this money for and you I could thought, you could save it and put it into your mortgage yes. and then like pay it off a little yeah, bit sooner yeah that's yeah. right yeah, yeah we can do could. a sensible thing you could i said why don't we why don't you spend it yep. on furniture and a new tv i like this idea better uh so that when we look around our house we can say well that's why you went to work you know that's why you spent three months away from your daughter and because she was feeling quite upset about the fact that she wasn't seeing our daughter much mm. Uh, and she didn't like her job very much, and you know that's where, a good catalyst for quitting. Where was the money going? You know, so and it's been actually really positive. So we went and bought a whole bunch of furniture. We bought no, oh I'm not going to rattle it all, all off, but mm. um, the house looks very different now, um, and it's it's quite pleasant. And uh, we also bought a new TV, which is lovely. Had it okay, mounted okay. on the wall. Oh, by the you, LA. oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. offered to do that. I mean, I offered to put holes in your wall. Yes, <laughs> you offered to do the destructive part of that of that job. Um, Okay, I how big? How many inches are we talking here? Yeah, let's okay. Let's let's play this. How many inches game? No, is... no, 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 no. Okay, like <laughs> usually this, this is like innuendo and shit and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we yeah. swore, but we swear anyway. Shit like that. Yeah. Um, I am genuinely interested in televisions yeah. because mm-hmm. I like televisions. <laughs> and like this, this there's yeah. no innuendo. I am genuinely curious about your no. new television here. Okay, so you need to tell me. It's it's a 55 inch 4K Sony. A oh, 4K. Yeah, you got a 4K television. Well, it was only a couple hundred bucks extra to okay. go from to go from 
the full HD to 4K, and I thought, do you, well, do you mind if I ask how much you spend on this? Uh, the TV, yeah. Um, it was, oh god, it was like about fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, but not about not fifteen hundred. Not bad. I mean, yeah. Look, it could be worse, right? And the, and the, and the so the it's full, a smart TV. The full HD was like twelve hundred. So yeah. we were like, well, we may as well. Yeah, it's an Android smart TV. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the cool like pointery thing that yours does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like mine, that. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine, my remote is almost like a Wii remote. Yes. Like it's got a sensor bar in there, and you can actually like kind of like just flick around and like use almost like a pointery like you would on a Wii remote. It's very, ca- it's very cool. Like it, it's impressive. Yeah. We don't have that, but no. it is, it is a very nice TV. I think mine is fifty-five inches well, yeah, or okay. maybe more very close, like hmm. you know, like maybe forty-nine inch or something like that. Look, you know that point and. It's really more about where, how far your chairs are from the TV, you yeah. know? Um, and, like, I, I think your TV's awesome. I'll be clear. Um, this is a huge upgrade for us, because before, I think we were surviving, like, a 34-inch. Your old so, TV wasn't bad, but it well, was... a 32-inch, I think. Yeah, it was a 32-inch. Yeah. It was a Sony. And the thing about that Sony mm. is that it was incredibly impressive for the time. Yes. Uh, but it also, you were living in a much smaller apartment then. Yeah. And I think you, you'd like recently come into some inheritance or something like that. And you kind of blew it all on a TV. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of money. I don't know how I came across all that money. But I, I bought a whole bunch of appliances when I first moved out into my own place. Like, you know, the fridge and the washing machine and stuff. But mm. I also bought my own TV and my own PS3 and so forth. Um, and yeah, at the time, it was a cool TV. But the standard for TVs has changed. And, you know, anything less than, you know, 40 inches is considered, like, tiny. Um, and we bought this big TV unit, like, a couple of years ago. And the, t- the TV just looked... It just d- was dwarfed by the TV unit. It looked extra small. So it's been upsetting me for a long time that we had a small TV. Yeah, it didn't look right. Um, and i tell you what, having a big TV makes a big difference. Like, we've been watching a lot of sort of special effectsy movies... Is it a 3D it? TV? Does it have 3D? No, TV? it's not 3D. That's good. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's silly, right? It's stupid. Yeah. Um, it was a flavor of the month thing. Um, so we watched a couple of like special effects-y movies. We watched the new Star Wars. My wife hadn't seen the new Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So we watched that on, on the big TV, and that was awesome. We watched um, Mad Max Fury Road a couple of nights ago. Oh, yeah. And that is visually a very impressive yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, George Miller always does. Yeah. You know, always has great cinematography just in his films. Very, uh, just impressive visually. And that, so yeah, really enjoying the new TV. Um, so yeah, the, we blew all this money, but I think actually, to be honest with you, it's been worth it because, um, a new TV is always worth it. Like it's improved our life and it's made us feel happier in our house because we have like, you know, pictures on the walls. Now our, our bedroom has been transformed. Our living room space is different. The hallway feels different. It all just, the house feels so nice. You've upgraded. Yeah. Uh, but Probably for the last time for a long time to come. Yes, and I think that's part of the reason why I got the 4K, because I was like, well, I don't need this now, but when's the next time I'm going to be able to afford this? So, um, you know, a bit of future-proofing, I, I suppose, um, maybe. Yeah, that's not... I mean, it's still not really a, a great purchase, but it's only a couple hundred bucks extra. So we're like, well... Mm. Yeah, 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 I was like, with our television, we had, we were like going to get an $800 job, and then there was like this for $200 more. And I feel like such a dope, but I still love my TV. Mm. It's like mm. I was upsold, but I was upsold because I actually like played with the features and I went, this does actually look a whole lot better. Mm. Mm. And it's to the point now where I love my TV and I can't look at any other TV 
Anytime mm-hmm. I look at another TV and go, oh, you know, is this, this is not as great. Not quite the same. It's not as yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And that was like the last big purchase before I got, uh, before we had um, Mei-chan. So hmm. it was like it was like a good excuse to, you know, go out and spend a whole bunch of money. You know, after we have a child, we can't spend this kind of money. So well, may as well get a, a new <laughs> smart TV. Hey, I love boo-boo. finding ways to justify spending money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a stupid great. thing and you really should put it into your house and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. We're, we're a damn capitalist society. <laughs> That's right. I got to keep the the wheels turning on this nation. You yeah, know? we're, we're I, doing our civic duty. I'm basically a hero for buying this TV. Is what I'm saying. Um, so Sony ma- would certainly think so. Mm. My wife is amazing though. She spent pretty much her entire pay on that. I, I chipped in about six hundred bucks towards the furniture and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, that was good. So it's been a busy week. Not only has all that happened, uh, I've been on leave this week. I think I mentioned briefly. Last episode that I was going to take the week off because of Halloween and my daughter's birthday and our anniversary. So I've been on leave all week. Um, it's been a very busy time that we've been getting out of the house. We've been uh, going to we went to the gallery. We went to the uh, the National Gallery and oh, looked yeah. around. We took Ruby to the zoo on her birthday, which was nice. Oh, uh, the, nas- the the Australian sorry the Canberra Zoo. Oh, um, yeah. Which was pretty cool. I'd never been there before, so that was nice. And it's just cool to see little girl. Like staring at a wombat and just like with this bewilderment, like what is this creature? You know, like that was cool. And she, um, so she was able to recognize these animals and like stare she, at them and stuff. She, like that? Yeah, some of the things she when it's too far away and if they weren't moving much, she wouldn't really recognize there was something yeah. there. But the wombat was was very close and was wandering around a lot. So that was she was fascinated by that. Uh, she was fascinated by the giraffe because the, I don't know if you've been there, but they've set it up in such a way as that the the walkway is actually at sort of the head height of the giraffe. Can you feed them? And they've got. No, but they have uh, like leafy plants and stuff like along the walkway. So this it's, oh, just, it's okay. just right there in front of you, eating eating That's stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um. So that was impressive, and Ruby was just you know blown away. Never seen anything like that well, no, size before. No, yeah. Um. So that was cool. But I've been doing some other stuff as well. <laughs> One of the things that I did this week was I actually got a bit handy around the house. AC. This does not sound promising. Yes. Did you <laughs> Did you break something? <laughs> So you have not told me any of this. I didn't even know you were you were taking a week off. I kind of maybe I didn't mention. I mean, maybe I, I don't think so. you did. You may yeah. mention and I ignored you, which I do a lot. It's but mm. I'm not sure you did. So I didn't like you were posting a lot on Twitter, and like yeah. I'd say, whoa, he's he's oh okay, he must not be at work because I don't think you can post that much <laughs> Twitter when you're at work. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the clue that I'm either I've been fired or I want to leave. One or the other. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got a bit handsome. So you know me, AC, and you know that I am the, very far from a handyman. Yes, I am. Probably, I can confirm this. I am probably the least handyman that there is. But owning a house makes you do crazy things, like decide that you want to save some money and fix your fence yourself. Did it, did um, Rob? I fixed the fence. Did you? Yeah, I did. I got, I got my I got my drill. I have a drill. I got a hammer. Yes, I have a hammer. You know, it's odd you <laughs> say nail. that because because I am missing yeah. a drill <laughs> and a hammer and a whole bunch of nails. Yeah, there's this like footprint thing. And about 500 bucks out of my wallet. <laughs> That's right. And that TV didn't come cheap, you know. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I went out because the fence panels were actually falling off. Oh, you know? wow. And it was quite, it looked quite bad. We had some storms recently. And um, I went out there and sort of stared at it with my arms folded, trying to look manly, like I knew what I was doing. God. I said, I can, I can do this. I just inspected it closely, stared at it a lot, you know, just with one beady eye, like, you know, staring at it. I thought, okay, all I need to do is get some nails of a certain length. I measured how long they needed to be. Yep. Uh, went to Bunnings and was like, are these the nails that I need for the fence? And they were like, yes. And, you know, brought those home. Um, 
bought some clouts to hammer in the uh, the skirting or whatever they call it, like the metal thing that you put on top of the of the wooden fence to sort of hold the palings in. Yep. Um, and I've been repairing my fence. So I've repaired most of the back, and I've repaired the fence on the side adjoining my my neighbor's oh yeah That's house. Good. And uh, it's I didn't do too bad a job. A couple of palings are kind of a bit skew with, but like you know, hey, I'm not a professional. Man. Um, but I tell you what. I did a pretty decent job. I will say though, I doing the fence joining my neighbor's house. There's this big bloody tree, yeah, right in the way where the palings were falling off. So I had to kind of contort my body around this tree while I'm hammering things in. And you know me, I have like the arms of like a I don't know, like an emaciated chicken. Um, so I have to, I can confirm this. So I had to buy a really heavy hammer uh. because like to make up for the fact that I have no muscles, I just need a really heavy hammer to like do the work for me. You know. So I'm bending around, twisting, and like hammering at weird angles. And end result, I pulled pretty much every muscle in my back. <laughs> and the, the next day, I woke up and was like, "Oh dear, what have I done?" Like, I, I practically couldn't, couldn't like lift my arms above like my shoulder height. You know, um, well, like the first physical work you've yeah. done in well, your entire life, perhaps, I think and the, it's laid you down. I think the last time I picked up a hammer. Mm. Was when I was doing woodwork in high school and got like a D. You failed <laughs> so, woodwork. Yeah, no, I didn't fail it. I a just, D is a failure in my books. I'm D, sorry. Yeah, because not anything below fifty percent is a failure. No, D is fifty. A D is like fifty to sixty, I think. Uh, I passed it, but uh, it, I tell you why. I wasn't. I wasn't a pro. But yeah, I did, I fixed the fence. I feel very very proud about that. I know that's pretty basic, but for me, okay, no, I'll, I'll pay that. I'll I'm, pay. I'm feeling excited and encouraged by that. But I tell you what. I'm going to take baby steps. I'm not going to bite off more than I can chew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I did hire an electrician to install the TV. And like, I was thinking I could probably like drill like, you know, bolts into the wall and mount this and put the mount in myself. But I was like, no, I'll let the guy who's done this a thousand times do it while he's here doing the wiring. Mm. You know, half so an he, hour's extra work. He can just drill it into the wall. So he actually, he put new contacts in the wall, did he? Yeah. So I've got a, a double, a double sort of socket, oh, yeah. electricity socket. And also he, he ran um, an antenna cable. So I've got an antenna outlet behind the TV as well. So, so during this week off, did you actually play any games? I did. Um, although it's funny, you know, I think last week I mentioned I may be playing games other than Total War. Um, that hasn't really happened. Okay. Um, so, the one game I have been playing is Total War. Total War Attila, which is the sequel to Rome Two Total War. Yeah. Or Total War Rome Two. I always get that around the wrong way. Um, mainly because my my brother-in-law Jack challenged me. He threw down the gauntlet to play multiplayer Total War with me. That didn't end so well, I'm guessing. Um. So, actually, so the first time we played, so hey, okay, back up. We tried to play Rome Two. Yeah. It didn't work because he had some mods installed, so he had the multiplayer didn't uh, like his okay, version of the register. game was different. Yeah. So we couldn't play Rome Two, which is the one I've been spending my time on. So we played Attila against each other for the. Uh, this is our first clash, and I'd never played it. It was the first time I'd fired up Attila at all, so I had no idea what I was doing with the different like units and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he trounced me pretty handily in that. Uh, last night we had a rematch. We spent about two hours playing the game. Um, it was about fifty-fifty win ratio. Like I won some, he won some. Yeah. I feel like I restored my honor because in the in the meantime I'd been playing a bit of Attila and kind of just familiarizing myself with. So basically, how, yeah. Given another week, you might actually be able to trance him every time. I did. I think I did. I think I put the fear of God into him sometimes. You mm. know. And the last battle was a siege battle, which is and which is quite difficult. I, I was the attacker and I won the siege. Which is, you know, no mean feat. So I felt pretty good about that. 
Um, but like, you know, he's very sneaky. I will say, my brother-in-law. He's, he did stuff like I was marching my army up. Um, I'd already beaten off one attack. Um, beaten off, yes. Very funny. Um, I noticed know, I know you smirk there. <laughs> I, There's he, always a permanent smirk he, on my face. So I, I, I sort of like, like sent his army running. And yep. he only had one unit out in the field. And he was right by these woods. And I thought, oh, easy. I'll just like, you know, march up and wipe out this last unit. And he was doing talking a good game of like, oh, no, I may as well run. Oh, you know, like trying to make it sound like he was, you know, on his last legs. But then out of the woods, he just sent like this huge like ambush. Because ah. when, they're in the, when you're in the woods hiding, you can't, the other, the other player can't, can't see, see yeah, them at all. Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah, it was quite, it was quite, um, um, surprising. I had to sort of quick, really quickly rearrange, and almost he almost um, defeated me there. But I did prevail in that battle. But cool. there's a few more war stories. But it was fun. I'm, I'm eager to play more with him because playing against a human is very different. I'd imagine um, it, it gives it an extra edge, especially if it's someone you know. Because yeah. like sometimes you can read people. Yes, and like, we're on voice chat and we're like taunting each other and you know <laughs> like just talking smack and and trying to sort of fake each other out. You nice. know, so. That was really fun, uh, but that's about all I've been playing games-wise. It's been mainly life stuff for me. Uh, what about you? What's I mean, you've been having a bit of a time recently. I have. Um, so I do. I do have some news. It's not great news. Mm. It's quite unfortunate news, actually. And a lot of people who listen to the podcast might already know this. If they follow me on Twitter or if they follow me on Facebook. Mm. Um, and it was kind of like, should I mention this on the podcast? Because I know we do have listeners who don't know us directly. Mm. And that's like such a surprise to us sometimes. But yeah. there are a couple of people who do not know us in a personal nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, this week, over the past couple of weeks, actually, uh, we've found out that my uh, f- darling four-month-old daughter mm. is severely sight-impaired. Mm. Basically blind, uh, mm. legally blind. Certainly, we don't know to what extent yet. But uh, she is. Uh, we took her to a specialist in Sydney, mm. and they've looked at her, and they've they looked, you know, through her eyes and everything, and you know, uh, they figured out that she can see light, but it's unknown if she can see shapes or colors or anything, mm. or track objects. Uh, it might just that she might be able to see something incredibly bright at the back of her eyebrows, but she's got a fold in her retina, okay. which can't be corrected by current uh, medical surgery, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. So it's it's quite a change in... I don't know. It's not a change in lifestyle yet per se, because we've been basically treating her the same, possibly spoiling her even more. mm than we were before, but since we become aware of this, we have been getting her to touch faces a bit more and like put shinier, brightly coloured toys in front of her. Mm. Because I think she can see a little bit of like incredibly bright colours or lights and stuff like that, so LED stuff. Okay. Um, but the way the doctor said it, uh, and this was a, a nice way of saying it, I suppose, the, the doctor was kind of like saying, I don't think anyone is strictly incredibly bri- blind unless you're missing both eyeballs or you like your retinas are detached or like you've got no optic nerves running to your brain. Mm. Uh, but he said, basically, she will never be able to read, no matter what we do, she will never be able to read the top line of an eye chart. Mm. So if you, mm. if you think about those eye charts, you know, the big top letter is the letter E or A or something like that, something you should be able to instantly recognize yeah. Basically, what he's saying is she will never be able to read. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, it's such an unfortunate thing. Um, yeah, God. And it's especially like to two new parents 
we, and it looks like it might be a genetic abnormality, like mm. one in a billion, but at the same time, like if it's in one of our reproductive genes, it's like we can't have another child mm. because, you know, we would have to focus all of our energies on on, uh, on our current child, basically. Yeah, so. I mean, it's just such a change. I mean, imagine it just completely changed your expectations and kind of but kind of not like i don't want to treat her any differently than Mm. i was before which was like with absolute love and affection and dedication yeah absolutely that hasn't changed except like uh she seems to now that we know that she figures things out by touch a lot more Mm. she seems less frustrated and less annoyed at things okay like i keep putting her hands up to my face and i have a beard Mm. and like i have my hair is actually quite long and curly at the moment Mm. And she's like, she touches the hair and touches the beard and she smiles. So I mm. think she recognizes me. Okay. Um, and I think she recognizes my wife. Mm. And she's, and I think her other senses have taken over to the point of smell yeah. a lot. So I think she recognizes the house in that way. Yeah. So yeah. we were in Sydney for this and we had to stay overnight and she was not happy. Yeah. And in fact, uh, quite constipated. I think it's fair to say. Right. When we got home, though, mm. uh, basically open the iris, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I won't go into graphic detail. Uh, no, so. I have my own constipation stories with my, involving yeah. my daughter that I'll spare. I don't usually have those kind of stories, but yeah. it was, um, it was yeah. obvious that she felt more comfortable back home and she recognized yeah. home for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we haven't been, you know, obviously as we get older, she gets older. Mm-hmm. There are going to be have to be changes. We're going to have to do a lot of research. We're going to have to register with the um, Royal Blind and Deaf Institute in the in Sydney, the North Rocks. Right. And we're going to have to do a whole bunch of things which will try and encourage her to use what incredibly limited sight that she has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we need to go back to Sydney again so she can be put under general anaesthetic so they can make sure it's not regressive like if there's not some other problem in there right but apparently if there is they can either cryo or zap it with lasers while she's under so they can probably stem if there is a problem i don't think there is the way they were talking they said it's something she's had since she was born so Mm. it's not something like she'll miss yeah so i suppose there is that isn't it's that Mm. it's that this is this is how she is it is but yeah the problem is that number one we know she's kind of smart I mean, you know, yeah. uh, I'm not smart, but my wife is incredibly intelligent. Mm. Uh, and I was just said, mm. yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah, no, no. I just completely agreed to you saying that you're an idiot. Yeah, basically. That's, I shouldn't. That, that's that. the dynamic we have here. I'm just listening intently. I apologize. Yeah. But, uh, no, you don't. But you are dumb. Yeah, I am. No, no I'm as dumb as they come. <laughs> hey, that rhymes. I should become a poet. Uh, <laughs> boy, are you going to know it? Hey, hey, another rhyme. There was a young man from Nantucket. Yeah. Who did sexual acts of a explicit nature in a bucket? <laughs> so, Thanks for saying that. <laughs> no, see, I told you, I'm a poet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Rob hates this because he's an actual writer, an actual factual qualified writer. Yeah. And every time I like do something with with like my limited knowledge of writing, is he like a bit of him dies? <laughs> like every time I published in like some Fairfax paper, he's like. Oh God, he's been oh, oh. part I, of my soul has no, just disappeared. I was genuinely proud of you when you did that. Yeah, I, I, thank I, you. There's no jealousy at all. It was more a sense of like, like I, I can't believe he did that. It's more just like, what's wrong with me that I'm not writing stuff? But, Why uh, can't I get a free uh, Sony Vita? I, I would love a Vita. Wait, no, maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. I love. I have two Vitas. Mm. I love them both. Mm. 
but I have spent more on my Vita than actually getting a Vita because the <laughs> the cards you buy for them are so damn expensive and they yeah. don't come with the system themselves. Mm, mm. Anyway, uh, back to my daughter. Yes. Sorry, uh, a bit of divergence there. No, that's good. So basically, it, w- it was a big shock and mm. everything, but we're not going to... I'm trying to remain positive because basically her life was already going to be different and now it's just going to be even more different. Like she's between two cultures and... But she's got two loving, dedicated parents. Mm-hmm. That's already a step up. Sure, yeah. And she's got lots of, you know, loving family and friends. Absolutely. Who, who have already stepped in and said, we're willing to do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be okay. Yeah. I have complete confidence in her. Um, but basically, the whole problem with her being incredibly intelligent is you can't trick her. Yes. Like, you cannot leave her. You can't, like... Because she relies so much on other senses other than sight. Mm, mm. You can't, like, leave her alone in a room now and... Yes. She, she's still co-sleeping and no matter what we do, we can't seem to trick her into doing it. Mm. And she cries. She's figured out a frequency of, like, wah, 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 ignore. And then... Yes. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's that particular type of cry where yep. we don't know if she's in pain or not. And she figured out that exact frequency. Yes. We do. can't leave her alone. They know. They, they figure out what's the sound that makes them react. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, like, I'm quite prepared to leave her in a in a darkened room all alone. But my wife is not. <laughs> it's funny. This must be a guy thing because I, too, will just leave her. Like, cry I, it out. There have been times where, where like, um, it'll be early morning and I'm playing games and Ruby's crying in the next room. And I'm like, she'll be right. <laughs> my, my wife gets up and she's like... The baby's crying, like you know, like what? It, why are you sitting there playing this dumb game when our daughter is clearly in distress? And I'm like, like, like yeah, good call. I feel kind of crappy now. But- however, however, <laughs> we have this because we we both. I mean, uh, you like your wife was born overseas. My mm-hmm. wife was born overseas. Yeah, and there is a phrase that they might not be familiar with. It. Oh, she'll be right, mate. <laughs> she'll be right. Yeah. No, it's all right. She'll, be she'll, she'll sort herself out you She's know? fine She's fine mate <laughs> She's just in the garage with a couple of power tools She'll lock us up a shelf or something eh Don't worry oh, about it Oh god It's so true You know I don't know whether I Like it means I'm just uncaring But I think I am caring it's more No just... no we both are caring But there is there There is a particular part of the male psyche Which just says mm. The baby is manipulating us mm. On on a lizard brain level which your <laughs> yeah. wife reacts to yeah. our wives react to much more than we do because we think they want us to come in there and there mm. is going to have to be a point mm. which you've already gone through and we haven't gone through yet where yeah. you, they will have to cry it out you, they will have to stay in a room mm. and you, you pat them to sleep and then you sneak out Yeah, and unfortunately we haven't gone to that point yet yeah. because of a certain realities to our situation well I think I was when you mentioned this to, just now to me, I realized that, yes, it's probably part of the... I remember in an earlier episode, you were talking about how when you popped her down, she wouldn't know, yeah. you know? And I think maybe that's part of, of the fact that, you know, like she has this condition, is that she is very, very focused on, on sound and smell and these things. So the, the very moment that that, that 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 smell, that familiar smell, that sound mm. is, is not there, she's just like... Oh no! You know, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. We, like, we've tried to trick her with like putting clothes next to her, mm. like our like clothes we've been wearing that day. Yeah, trick her into the smell. But it's, there's probably like a body heat thing that she's more aware of and stuff mm. like that. She's she's basically like a mini daredevil from Marvel comics. <laughs> I didn't want to mention daredevil. Yeah, yeah, no, but... we're, we're all thinking it. 
<laughs> we're all thinking it. It's all right. We're She's already basically there. got superpowers. Yeah, basically. That that's how I want to. Uh, we're going to consider. So basically, yeah. like, yeah, there is this condition, but you know, the podcast isn't going to change, and I want to just basically say that there's going to have to be adjustments. Yeah, but that's okay because yeah. you know it's uh, we're going to support her every way that we can. Um, and in terms of games, I've been playing. You know, um, I've been very unfocused because of this. Mm. Not necessarily sad and mopey, although that can be me sometimes, like with mm. all of this and uh, my wife. Like, we don't know what the future is going to bring. We have no idea if my wife, you know, even can go back to work. With We don't know the amount of support that uh, May is going to need yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and There's so many questions. There are a lot of questions, but we're trying not mm. to tackle them too early. Mm. Like, the fact that we wanted her to learn two different languages and there's like there's different braille for like us you know like uh english and japanese and like mm. you know, what would she have to learn and stuff like that and like there's all of these like really significant questions we're just trying to take a step back and go day by day yeah you know just take it as it comes and we'll just find out as we progress forward i mean she's like four months at the moment like, yeah there's not a whole lot we can do either way except early intervention and try and teach her which we're quite prepared to do i think that's smart just be like what does she need from us now yeah you know yeah because we'll just have to keep coming up to these things as they come up yeah yeah we'll just have to take care of her the best way we know how Mm. uh so sometimes there have been times where she's gone to bed and because she's obviously co-sleeping because you can't trick her Mm. my wife goes to bed as well i haven't been left up because you know like i can't I can't go to sleep too early anyway because it's, it's not good for me mm. uh, to have too much sleep, ironically. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, I've had all this kind of free time where I can be playing games, mm. but I don't feel like playing games. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not focused on anything and I can't just kind of... I uh, could play something light and easy, but I don't want to. I could play something incredibly distracting, but, you know, getting the inertia of getting into a game like that is quite difficult. Yeah. That being said, a couple of weeks ago, I did actually fire up Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Right. Now, I actually own, like, an American copy of that game and a chipped uh, PlayStation 1. Okay. Uh, So, I popped it in and I started playing it. I thought, I've heard so many good things about this game. Uh, Mm. You and I watch... Uh, a series on giantbomb.com called mm-hmm. Vinivania yeah. and my wife loves that mm. and I've been watching it going oh maybe I should kind of get into this a little bit mm. and the problem is that you do get into this mm. like you play it and then you can't stop playing it very addictive it is incredibly like I, I was only putting it in for like half an hour to try and, I thought I'm just going to go up to the first save point so I've, you know over the first initial hurdle mm. and all of a sudden I was like oh my god this is this is really fun oh I just beat the first boss this is great I got a weapon upgrade mm. oh my god I got like a health upgrade I'm going to defeat the second boss mm. and then I defeated the second boss and then I got like killed in a corridor and I went no I got, I got, I got to put it down I got to put it down walk away AC walk away <laughs> I really do when I keep playing that game because mm. it is a lot of fun and everyone out there already knows that but those original copies even if they are like the platinum edition which are like the the more common versions of that game are becoming more expensive now yeah in australia like those editions are like 250 bucks on ebay Mm. like i got mine for like 80 bucks off the american one off the american site uh yeah it's not cheap for a a ps1 game it's really not considering that i could burn that image onto a disc mm. because I have a chipped Xbox and, and just play a pirated version. But there is something in me that won't let me do that. 
Right. Like, I just don't want to pirate games. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I feel the same way. I don't so. want... Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's really annoying because, like, I'm, I don't consider myself to be a good person. <laughs> I'm a dirtbag, but I just can't... You know, like, I, I need that original copy. Yeah. Yeah, it's more it's more of that feeling of authenticity. That, like, this I think is, it is. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not about me being moral because you know, fuck that. <laughs> They'll kill you in your sleep uh, with your back turned. <laughs> but I need I need my original games. Damn it. Yeah, fair enough. So that's basically mm. what my life's up to at the moment. There will probably be further um, updates. Yeah, uh, I'm still planning to go to Japan at the end of the year. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I recently bought. I uh, and I will talk about this more next time. Hopefully, it arrives. But I bought uh, an American NTSC NES. Oh, okay. Like a front-loading NES. Awesome. My plan is to because Australian NES has only run at fifty hertz. Mm. The American runs run at sixty hertz. Right. And if I chip that by like getting like altering one of the um, the lockout chips in there, mm. I think it's the fourth leg on the lower side of the lockout chip if you burn that off or okay. if, you, like, if you get rid of, if you clip it clip mm. the chip basically gets rid of the blinking light problem and is multi-region nice I want to play my games in 60 hertz yeah definitely so that's going to be my plan mm. uh, it hasn't arrived yet and I think I need to do some modifications to it and I was hoping it would arrive this weekend mm. or by this weekend but it hasn't arrived yet right so I'm, now I'm like getting oh, I kind of want that project kind of work on and like you know, spruce up a little bit. Yeah, sure. And I kind of almost regret it, but I'm going to sell my old NES. And this is the NES that started all of this. Yeah, yeah. This is the NES that I bought for 40 bucks. The people who sold it said, I don't know if this works. It's been in a shed for 40 years. Mm. Sorry, for like, uh, sorry, for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't work so well. But if you jiggle the cart around inside and press it up and down enough times, the mm. thing started. And that's what we started with Bit Seizure. Yes. And that's when I started collecting games and mm. all this retro stuff, which got us to this podcast today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel almost bad about selling it, but, you know, I, the, I don't have any need for it. I have a boxed NES. Yeah. It is funny, the human propensity to get, like, emotionally attached to physical objects. Exactly. It's funny. It's like we, we, we give them, like... We give them like a personality or something like it's like soft toys and stuff. Like you know, you're like I don't want to get rid of my like my little bunny that I had when I was a kid. Yeah, it's like and I, it's literally just cotton and stuffing. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you've got so many feelings attached to yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. Like, there's no reason for me to keep this because it doesn't work very well. Mm. It's it's like you got to keep fiddling with the cart and you got to keep pressing it down. And I've tried to modify it so it works better, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, okay. that well. Mm. And I think it might be time to just like pass it on to someone else and say, here, here, here are the problems with it. If you want to pay for this NES, go for it. Yeah. And that's uh, it's kind of basically where my gaming and normal life is up to. Okay. And I guess you have a quiz. I do. Yeah. So that's been a big game life balance segment, but uh, we'll wrap it up with the. Uh... Fun little quiz I prepared for you. Okay, AC, I have, as per usual, created a crafty quiz. And I hope it's something completely different, something I've never heard before. I have no idea what this quiz is, but I've got confidence in your ability to have something new for me, something challenging, something like... Simpsons or SimCity. Oh, goddammit. Yeah, I went back to the well on this one. But don't worry, it's a little bit different. Okay. This is Simpsons or SimCity. Racing games edition. Ah, so these are all okay. racing games. So it's just like because I only yeah. just literally decided today yeah. to do Daytona. Yeah, like about four hours before we started recording, I went, yep. oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, and like within 
a couple of minutes after that four-hour mm. mark, you decided to do a racing quiz. Yeah, I thought, well, why not? We're t- we've talked about racing games. Talked about my, my love-hate, mainly-hate relationship with racing games. Okay. But there are a lot of people out there who like these games, who, who love this genre. And I thought, for those people, this quiz is for you. And uh, I do want to say that yep. in case people have... You know, and I feel sorry for you, but if this, if this is your first... Game Life Balance Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just quickly run through the idea of this quiz, which basically we stole from another podcast, which will remain nameless. The idea is that I'll read out a historical event, maybe an invention or a celebrity or um, some sort of you know historical tragedy, um, and then I'll read out the name of a game, and you tell me which happened first. So good job, brain. I mean, Rob. Ixnay <laughs> <laughs> on this good job, brain. Nay. <laughs> Those. We didn't steal that at all. No, no. We came up with it first, actually. <laughs> a lot of time travel involved, but yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. Moving on. All right. So, are you ready to play Simpsons or SimCity AC? Yes. <laughs> Question one. Yes. Which came first? Barcodes or racing video games? Racing video games. Actually, the barcode came no! first. Yes. But it was very close. April 1973. Yeah. The barcode was invented. Racing games, July 1973, oh, Space Race by the Atari no. Corporation. I really yeah. because I knew that Atari had done a really early yeah. racing game. Yep. And Space I just Race, yeah. Barcodes, yeah. Came out right. right after Pong. Um, so yeah, they made Pong, and they were like, "What can we do after Pong?" I know a space race. All right, one point to you, Robbie. There you go. Question two: the little-known but extremely amusing arcade game Fonz. And that's you. You are right. When, when I say Fonz, what you think of? That's the game. Okay. Uh, which came first, Fonz? Yep. Or the Post-it note? Fonz. Post-it notes came oh, first. Oh no! November seventy-four. Yeah. Fonz was seventy-six. Uh, and if you don't know what Fonz is, it's the basically Fonz. a rebranded version of an earlier game called Motocross. Yep. And they basically just like you know said that hey it's the Fonz riding the motorbike now and did like the arcade cabinet up with sort of like happy days themed oh. um, imagery yes so. both of those things sound terrible yeah look I just I put just... a post-it note there saying this game sucks <laughs> to be honest with you I just, I just which which slowly flutters off because they're useless I had no idea that there was an arcade game based on the Fonz I had no idea people were so... using post-it notes pre-1980 <laughs> there you go so we've all learned something today uh, number three which came first, OutRun or Microsoft Windows? Windows. Windows came first. You're right. 21st of March, 85. Yeah. OutRun was September 86. Yeah. I go. knew it came out in 86. Mm. So, and go. I'm pretty sure Windows, the original Microsoft, was out a little bit before that. Yeah, so. yeah. Good. All right. Uh, back to the 80s again. Question four. Which came first, Chase HQ ah. or the Game Boy? Oh, oh, okay. Game Boy was eighty nine, uh, in Japan. Oh, Chase HQ. Oh, I'm gonna say Chase HQ. No, Game Boy came first oh, by a year. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chase HQ actually rather late. Yeah, rather I, I kind of consider like yeah. I remember that from the late eighties, early nineties. But obviously, I remember it from the early nineties, not the late eighties. Yeah, it was sort of a it's late nineties. Sorry, late eighties, very late eighties. Uh, Chase HQ, there you go. Yeah. All right, question number five. Which came first? My favorite racing game, Super Mario Kart. Yeah. Or Miley Cyrus. Um, what's on my... What? Who? <laughs> okay, hang on. Just as succinctly as you can. Yes. What is Miley Cyrus? What is a Miley Cyrus? 
is uh, you know the guy who sang "Achy Break Achy Breaky Heart." Oh, that guy was way Living before. Living Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. So he, someone, someone like agreed to have sex with him, and and, <laughs> and I, I, I hope, <laughs> I hope they were well compensated. That's right. Well, and then they had they had a daughter, uh, Miley. Oh, um, otherwise okay, known okay, okay, as okay. Yeah, yes, otherwise yes. known as um, Hannah Montana. Oh, okay. Otherwise I was going to say that. I was, the... I was going to say something else, but yeah. okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, w- was was Miley Cyrus born before or after the release of Super Mario Kart? Oh, I don't know this. I don't know who really Miley is. Okay, Achy Breaky Heart. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Mario Kart was first. You're right, but only by a few months. Uh, so, uh, Super Mario Kart August '92. Miley Cyrus was born November ninety two. Twenty third November to be precise. Alright. That was that was just like considering when Achy Breaky Heart was popular yep. or like and I thought no one would sleep with that guy for like, like a certain amount of time nine, after that. Subtract nine months from when it was like the first like the number one hit, you know, and yeah. Okay. You were close. Uh, well, I got that one. Uh, question six Destruction Derby. Yep. Or Viagra. And you know, Destruction Derby is kind of like the video game equivalent of Viagra when you think about it. <laughs> That's what happens in my bowl. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, okay. I remember Destruction Derby. Uh, Classic PlayStation 1 game. I was later ported to the PC. I remember the PC release. Uh, I am going to say Viagra. You know, you're wrong. Destruction Derby, no. October 95. Viagra, 1998. Three years later. Who would have thought? See, I was actually thinking Destruction Derby came first, but I thought he's trying to trick me. No, no. Some sort of clinical trial must have said it came first. <laughs> okay, all right. There That's you right. go. I'm, I'm prepared to say that I know nothing about Viagra. That's right. That's, that's probably a good thing. Uh, question number seven. Which came first? The um, extremely influential Need for Speed Underground, PlayStation yep. 2 slash PC game. I own uh, the uh, Game Boy Advance oh. Need for Speed Underground, oh I do believe. Yeah. I, don't, I, I expect it's not particularly good. No. no. Um, no. Need for Speed Underground Shithouse. or Facebook? Which came first? Facebook was 2006. So, uh, Need for Speed Underground? You're right. Yes, uh, November 2003, Need for Speed Underground. Came cool. Out. Which came first? We're getting into the sort of more modern territory now. Okay. Which came first? Burnout Paradise? Oh, dear. Or the Android operating system? Uh, I just, I knew nothing about the Burnout... I'm going to say Burnout Paradise. You're right, yes. Uh, but only a couple of months. 22 January 2008, Burnout Paradise came out on the Xbox 360 and blew people's freaking minds. Uh, I remember it was a very popular game, yeah. but I couldn't place it within my timeline. So that was just a lucky guess. But yeah, I'm prepared look, to take the point. I was not a 360 owner, but the buzz around that game was incredible. Yeah. Um, Android 18 March. So only two months separating those those two events. Uh, question number nine, almost at the end. Which came first? The hallowed racing game, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, oh. or the iPad? Uh, ooh, ooh, okay. Um, when you said Sonic All-Star Racing, I was thinking, oh, is that a Saturn game? But no, there's a Saturn game, which is Sonic Racing, but it's not that game. Yeah, this is Sonic and Sega All-Stars Is racing. Alex Kidd in that game? I really want to know. You know what? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I can look. I can. I can ask my. Uh, I can ask the. Um... Let's okay. <laughs> let, let's 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 stick to basics. Hey, I'm going to say. No, don't please. <laughs> I really do not like Siri. I, I'm going to say Sega All Stars Racing. 
you know what? You're right. Yes. Uh, Sega All-Stars Racing came out for the Wii and 360 in 23 Feb 2010. The iPad came out in April 2010. Ooh. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this very close. I'm making this hard for you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did I get that right? You did. Yes. You said Sonic and Sega All-Stars. Yep. So that you, came out in... Uh, Feb 2010. Oh, February. Okay, yep. sure thing. All right. Yep. I thought you said November, and I went, hang on a minute. No, no, you're right. 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 Okay, well, I'm, I'm coming from behind here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Much <laughs> like Tails. Uh, question number 10. How about a double reach around? <coughs> yes, please. <laughs> question number 10. Which came first? Forza Horizon. Yep. Or the landing of the Curiosity rover on the surface of Mars. Uh, Curiosity. Yes, you're right. Oh. 6th of August, 2012. Forza Horizon, October 2012. Yeah, see, yeah. I yeah, I just I, I just had a feeling about that one. Mm. So, I actually, I thought I was going to lose that one. It's uh, Me 6, You 4. Well done, sir. I didn't think I, you would uh, do too well in this. Uh, I didn't think I was going to either. I mm. think there was like, a little bit of knowledge and a lot of luck there. There you go. Well, that was a good quiz, though. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I whipped it together at the last minute, but I think it worked out rather yeah, well. Yeah, no, no. I, I like it when they're really, really close, because mm. that gives me much less of a chance, especially with retro games. Mm. Um, because, like, Miley Cyrus, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, it, wait, is that her name? I don't know whether you're joking or not. Is it Miles point. or Miley? No, it's... I really don't I really don't know whether you're fucking with me right now. <laughs> no, I really um, don't know. Because is it... Because M- like Miley, you, Miley, a oh, Miley. Okay, because we used to go to school with a guy called Miles. I think yes. that guy was a dick. Yes. No, there is a, there's a great deal of difference between Miles the bully and <laughs> what's his last name? God, I can't remember. Kendall, I think. Miles, yes, Miles Kendall. His brother was even worse as well. Alistair. Oh, we're, we're naming names here. We really should. They're quite the pair. <laughs> they Lo- were. Lovely, lovely blokes. I'm sure they've done, worked out well. Um, they're in penitentiary. Now. <laughs> But for all I know, they're like you like, know. There was the, it was this, this with this one wonderful pair. There was this one time when this guy was just like, we were in year six, and I just went, I've had enough of this fucking shit. And he just, I just, I just told him as much, and he went, yeah, you want to make something of it? And I went, yes, and he, he ran off and never spoke to me ever again. Oh god, I was like, yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> we could talk about our school bullies all day long. Uh, but I was not one of them. I was no. kind of like more of a bully just to one person. That was you. <laughs> yeah, well, I deserved it. I did steal your walking stick on numerous occasions. Yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah. When I was at my most vulnerable. That's right. That's what the, the circle had been complete and now the bully has become the bullied. Um, all right. And with that weird reference to Star Wars, I'll pick up this piece of paper. Do you, do you want me to read the copy? I think I'd like to read the copy <laughs> in, a, in a voice that is definitely not a New Zealand version of the copy. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to trick you one day. <laughs> you allowing me to do that? <laughs> None of that. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, And with that disturbing (laughs) sound ringing in your ears, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can visit us on the web at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, blog posts, very few of those recently, and links to our sister show, in the US. I think you can ignore whatever their next show is because it's going to be Cubs, 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 Cubs. And it's going to be talking about how much they love the Cubs and how much they never expected that game to turn out the way it did, even though it totally did, and it was the Cubs. Sure. 
Cubs, Cubs. I don't, I, That's all I read on Twitter, like all from yeah. both of those guys. I followed both yeah. of those guys. It was just nothing but Cubs, 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 Cubs. And I said, yes, go baby bears. And then I was like retweeted several <laughs> times with Australians, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, go baby bears. But that's what a cop uh, is. High five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up that tweet and then retweet it. Uh, God damn it. You can follow us on, speaking of Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter. I, the fabulous Rob, am at Reboarded. AC, the illustrious AC. Bootalicious. I couldn't, yes, that's right. The bootalicious Andrew AC Yoshimura is at ProdTally, P-R-O-D-T-A-L-L-Y. And our official Twitter feed is at GLB Australia. Now, if you enjoy our show, uh, then, you know, God bless you. And do please do us a big favor. Uh, give us a double reach around, uh, you know, a metaphorical <laughs> one, by rating us and giving us a positive review. On I, I wouldn't say no to a real one either. You know, just, just saying. <laughs> just, yeah, I'll take what I can get. Uh, <laughs> give us a positive review on iTunes. Or indeed, um, the other place where we have a podcast, the name of which escapes me right now. Uh, and do tell your friends too, because apparently word of mouth is um, one of the major ways that people find out about podcasts. So if, you, if you're on the bus and you're chuckling and people are staring at you, you know, wondering why this insane person is, is sitting on the bus next to them, pull off your headphones, turn to the person next to you and say, I'm listening to GLB Australia. And they will, um, without a doubt, subscribe immediately. You know what? This has actually happened to me before. Like, no, okay, the first part of this story mm. where you're on a bus yes. and you are, are, are giggling. Mm. Except the problem is that I was laughing and giggling quite out loud mm. to my own podcast. Yes. And people were staring at me and I couldn't bring myself to say, please subscribe to my uh, own podcast. It's hilarious. I'm laughing at myself literally <laughs> right now. I just couldn't do it. Well, that's a ringing endorsement there for you. It's Andrew's favorite podcast. <laughs> So no, no, not really. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> uh, and with that, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time for more japes. I know it's um episode twenty next time, oh, so it's uh, stream of nonsense. Stream time. of nonsense. I do like that. Uh, actually, the only thing I don't like is I have to do a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for watching. And like, I think we're actually running to time. Yeah, maybe. And w- I'm going to ruin that. <laughs> don't ruin it. I'm going to totally ruin it. No, because stop. There, there might be a bonus. There might be an audio bonus after this. No. And it has something to do with something with the... It's brought to you by the letter N. <laughs> and by the phrase gauge. Oh, God, this N is now. Okay, so what comes next is basically two men playing the N gauge uh, with a microphone turned on, uh, recording our voices and the sounds of the N gauge. So... If that sounds like literally the worst thing in the world, I totally encourage you to turn this podcast off right now. But if you do want to hear, and I have to stress this, hear two men playing bad video games on a bad handheld system for the next 25 minutes or so, um, then please continue listening. So it's an N-Gage. Mm-hmm. But it's the second incarnation of the N-Gage. Right. But the problem is that, like, usually you put a cartridge in, and this is, like, suspiciously the size of an SD card. Mm-hmm. But it's not, and it clicks me, in. it's not an SD card. No, it's um, it's an N-Gage card. It usually clicks in. I have no idea if it's meant to be clicking in or if I've put it in the wrong upside down or something like that. Hmm. Um, I'd like to say I don't want to ruin the cart, but I don't really care. <laughs> uh, this is... I have an N-Gage because back in the day, I was going to... I was going to record a whole bunch of handheld videos. Right. 
Uh, I might do that one day uh, because I actually have quite a collection. Let's um, let's put that in there and see what happens. Okay. All right. So firing up the engage. If this podcast just suddenly ends, you'll know that the engage has burst into flames and killed both of us, um, which Good. probably like saving us from a, you know a worse fate. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is taking me back. Just just the interface alone is like you know it's very early two thousands. Oh yes, I got it working. Fantastic. Excellent. I mean, I mean, wait. Should I be should I be excited or not? I don't even know. This is my first experience with yeah, the engage. Rob's never actually held. The engage before. Um, okay, so we're playing Sonic N. Yeah, we're we're playing Sonic N, which is actually just Sonic uh, Advance for the Game Boy Advance. I think this actually may have come out first. You can actually see it's Sonic. There's the D-pad there, and there I think the the two buttons there are the ones that you would use. Okay. It is actually backlit, which is something you. Yeah, the sound isn't blowing me away. You, you can actually choose between um, between uh, Mutant Sonic. Which is just Sonic. Uh, reach around Tails, which is just Tails. Um, Knuckles, which enough said. Enough said. He's like he's obviously a person. And I think that's Amy. Yes. Amy the Pink Hedgehog, who is Amy Rose. Actually, the names are down the bottom. All right, let's go with Sonic then. All right. Okay, Sonic. These probably sound better through a headphone. Zone one, Act one. Is this like sort of the Green Hill Zone? I think so. Yeah. Sort of equivalent. All right. So it's called the Red. The red green zone? Wait, like that Canadian comedian? Alright, what you gotta do is you gotta like duct tape a whole bunch of TVs together. And uh, then you got a fast shoe. I'm trying to look for the volume button. I've got no idea whether. You know what? It's probably loud enough. There you go. Okay. Enjoy. Alright, uh, thanks. I'll try to enjoy this. Wow, this screen is just tiny. Yeah, it's, it's smaller than the Game Boy Advance screen. So it looks like I did put the cartridge in the right way. Okay. Um, if the screen was bigger. I mean, I hate to be like you know a you know pernickety about the screen, but like Sonic is about is like literally millimeters tall. Like I'm not kidding you. He's probably about three millimeters tall. And you could use this as a phone as well, but you know you look like some kind of freak. This is actually counted as a smartphone for some reason. It's not really, but <laughs> so this is this is your first time ever playing an N gauge. Oh god! Ah, oh, I lost all my rings to a crab. Look, okay. You shouldn't have been gambling with him to be completely honest. Early impressions. Yep. This sucks. Uh, it has colors. Yep. That's good. It's backlit. It's backlit, yeah. Um, look, the 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 frame rate for this Sonic game is not terrible. It plays like Just, Sonic. Okay, okay, this plays like... Okay, imagine you're playing Sonic on the Mega Drive, right? Yep. And then imagine that you are holding a controller that is terrible. Like a really bad controller. Yep. And, and then imagine that that controller has been shrunk down to the size of like half of a normal controller size and then imagine that you're playing on a screen that is literally like as tall as like your thumb uh, and twice as ugly and, and this is saying something considering you lost half your thumb th- yeah I know my thumb is particularly ugly this is yeah it's just not it's not the this is not the ideal Sonic experience I'm gonna it's not it's not the worst thing but either. this isn't like, too it's bad not, like, it's, it's not, not too bad I see what they were like going Sonic for game. Like, you know it's portable Sonic but you know the Game Boy Advance did that as well and this this is basically I would much rather be playing a Game Boy Advance right yeah now. Sonic N is basically Game Boy uh, Sonic Advance 1 I do believe but like you know it plays look, it plays okay it plays well it's just that the screen is terrible and the controller is terrible really that's what's that's what's stopping this from being fun oh I hit a speedy uppy thing and I went through a couple of loops you know it's Sonic it's not like 
on par. I guess it's kind of on par with Sonic One. This is like not as terrible as I thought it would be, right? Like I, I guess because people laughed at the system so much, I had set the bar really low. Yeah. So this is like it's bad. It's it's definitely like a really bad time to be playing Sonic on this tiny freaking thing. But like it's still Sonic, you know. Like the people who developed this game did a decent job. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. So the sound sucks because it's coming out the the, the one mono speaker, which is incredibly poor quality. Uh, if you had headphones in, I think it sounds a little bit better, but not by much. This is the upgraded version of the Engage, the second version. Mm. The the first one, which looks like a taco, and it's often uh, unaffectionately known as the taco. <laughs> Uh, I do have that version. It's even worse. You need to take the battery out to change the game. Is the screen any bigger or smaller? About the same size. I, mean. oh. I think it might be a touch smaller. Um, the it's problem just with too that, small, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just too small. I'm wearing my glasses and it looks small. It's just, it's just so small. I can't, my voice can't get any higher. It's just so small. You do a Mickey Mouse impression, don't you? It's just so small. There you go. Oh, this All screen right. is tiny. All right. All right. You've played Sonic. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll play one more game. Yeah. So look, God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, like this one, as I said, the upgraded version where you can actually get your game out of the um, without getting the battery out. Mm. Oh, even then, it's it's not as because it doesn't click in. It's actually not as easy as you'd think. All right. So that was Sonic N. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're gonna play uh, Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater. Sorry. Now, because I now have some context. Yeah. Of what the end gauge is. Uh huh. I am now. Laughing, yeah, at the thought of playing Tony Hawk on this, and so you should be. Like, I can't, I can't stress enough how small this screen is. Like, my eyes were literally watering trying to read the font where it says like "Well done, Sonic, you ran fast" or whatever at the end of the level. You know, "Well done, Sonic, um, you ran fast." Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Robotnik um, is a is a loser, etc. Um, you know what it said? It said out of memory. <laughs> It literally said out of memory and then I pressed OK and it started the game. So I guess... So Tony Hawk is kind of famous for having like a decent soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, so you, you've got I'm sure to... this comes across in this game. Okay. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the Engage Arena is actually like an online sort of uh, thing. Because this is before Wi-Fi was particularly pro- prolific. Mm-hmm. You have to connect to the Engage Arena via... The phone itself, not through Wi-Fi. So over the cellular network. Oh, dear. That won't work because um, I had to trick this Engage into thinking that it had a car, like a um, a modern um, SIM card inside it. So this this actually has its own number. Okay. This is like an emergency phone. I could call you on your Engage? Well, no, the credits run out. I just needed... I put like $10 worth of credit on this when I bought like a... I bought a SIM card to trick it into thinking that it was like a modern telephone. Sorry. Now modern think- for like 2003, four, whatever. Now I'm just thinking of lyrics to songs that involve mobile phones, but I'm re- replacing the phone with an N-Gage, you know. Call me on my N-Gage or like... Um, so do you want to go to warehouse, school, mall or skate park? How about... Mall. <laughs> okay, not mall. Warehouse. Uh, I just met you and this is crazy. But here's my N-Gage number. Call me, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll be doing that. <laughs> Man, like, the loading times for something that is completely card and not optical-based are insane. Did I? Okay, there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God, just... I think I just killed Tony Hawk. This thing actually outputs polygons. Yeah. 
I'm already more impressed than I thought I would be. Oh god, the sound though. If you have headphones, does it make it better? Yeah. It, do it does actually make it sound a little bit better. There's more bass, but... I just pulled off a Switch Impossible playing on the N-Gage Tony Hawk. Can I do a Christ Air? Then I'll feel like a real skater. What that guy? Nope. Okay. So... So it's got the soundtrack there? It, this is not... Like... This is probably the worst rendition of this game, but it's not... It's not the worst game, if you know what I mean. No. Like, it, it's playable, certainly. Okay, and the control scheme is not entirely dissimilar to the PlayStation. Hmm. Yeah, like, okay, again, I'm sort of... I'm impressed is not the right word. I guess not as upset as I, w as I thought I'd be. You know what I mean? Like, like you'd you think it would almost be insulting. I think... But they, they tried to do a decent job for a platform that was just... I think there's a lot of effort. There's a lot of heart going into the development of these games. Yeah. Um, but it's the console that lets it down, you know? Like, Neversoft did a good job with this, you know? It's just that the end gauge itself sucks. Like, it's a terrible idea. You I, know? Do, I do like the idea that, like, it's it's got... The soundtrack in there? It just... It sounds crappy coming out of a phone like this. I see. I just got the high score tape on this level. Yep. Good on you. I'm actually playing this not entirely badly. Um, You've played this before. Not on the end gate. Okay. All okay. right. So yep. I'm actually... Impressed is not the right word. Surprised that yep. it can hold polygons together and that... You know, like... So, this is surprising because... Yeah. Like, one of, one of the interesting things about this is... Is that um, people... It's funny. Like, the, the screen isn't great. I see what Nokia was going for. Mm. They're a little bit ahead of their time, but in the wrong way. Like, having games... Like, yeah. more co more complex games on a phone was a good idea. Yeah, they, they definitely were. You didn't do it... You shouldn't do it this way. Yeah, I did say, like, I, I should take it back. I said this is a bad idea. Mm. It's not a bad idea, it's bad execution on the yeah. idea. And they, they, you know, someone had to take the first step. Um, obviously, and it's not the worst thing ever. That's the thing. Like, look, that's... it does have buttons, which is more than the bloody iPhone or Android. You know, like, there's, it's very limiting. And it's one of the reasons I don't like mobile phone gaming. Yeah. Is that having to use a touchscreen for everything really limits what you can do. That's one of the, the surprising um, things about the N-Gage that I have is that, like, I actually prefer, like, playing games on this thing yes. than I do on my actual mobile yes. phone. I kind of, I'm kind of with you there. And that's such a surprising thing to say. Yeah. it's such a crappy system. But there's but just so few games on the iPhone or the, or Android that, that, that are fun to play. Like, usually what you find is, like, oh, that's a cool idea for a game. I wish this was on a console. Hmm. You know, or like they try and do stuff that's too ambitious for the touchscreen, you know? So I think there were only a total of like 29 games, maybe a bit more, mm. uh, or games released for the end game. Maybe a little bit more than that. I might be thinking of another system for 29 games. It was a but, spectacular um, failure, wasn't it? Like, it was It was a failure. It wasn't as spectacular as you'd think because mm. it's like a spectacular fail would denote that everyone was like pointing and laughing, which they were. But mm. by the time it failed 
out of existence. Mm. People didn't care anymore. Yeah. And there were a couple of good games on there which did take advantage of the software, but by the time they got those games out there... Mm. Sorry, I'll take advantage of the hardware. Mm. Um, but by the time they got out there, they just weren't relevant. Now, I do have nine games altogether mm. of the Engage. Mm-hmm. And you got to keep in mind that some of them are... Like, none of the ones I have, but some of them are incredibly rare now because... People think it's going to be a collector system. Yeah, yeah. None of the ones I have are rare, but I do have one called a, a Shen. I think it's called okay. Shen, um, which is basically um, made for the system. Like it's unique to the Engage. Right. Only for Engage, it says on the box. <laughs> okay. It's still sealed, but I think maybe you and I should crack it out one day. It's a first-person shooter. Hmm. We should crack it out and An maybe FPS give that a review. for that. Tiny screen. Exactly. I don't think it'll be good, but, you know, I'm not going to judge it until we actually have a go. Yeah, gosh. All right. Well, look, I've, I've never... Look, all, all I've... My only experience with the Engage yep. to date has been people mocking it. Yeah. And, some, and rightfully so. So, so it's all secondhand knowledge, but I've now held one in my hands and played it. Yep. And I've got to say, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. I think people... I think there's a tendency to be hyperbolic... In your like nerdy disgust towards you know like these sorts of things, like definitely people enjoy going over the top about how bad things are. At the time, I um, think when you compare it to other systems, mm. especially even other portable systems like the Game Boy Advance, it is kind of bad. Like it is, but, like it's not as good. It's definitely a bad handheld. Yeah, but it's not the worst thing ever. No, it's, it's not like the GameCom or something. No, like the Virtual Boy is a much worse console. Yeah, much worse. Um. This tries to do a thing, like be a phone and be a game console. It was a first step, and it does, but in the wrong direction. It does both things, f- f- like, you know, it does them. <laughs> it does do them well. I don't know. <laughs> but it does hold polygons together, and that Sonic game played like a Sonic game. Yeah. It was just like, imagine that you are like playing on the sm- world's smallest TV with the world's worst controller. It is literally smaller than a Game Boy screen. An original... Mm. DMG 001 Game Boy screen. It is actually whoops, smaller than that. It's so mm. small that it actually just jumped out of my hand. It's <laughs> like a bar of soap. It's just trying to escape. I don't deserve this punishment, it said, and it jumped out of your hand. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, look, I'm going to say it's not as bad as people say, but it is bad. It's bad. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those interesting things that I just thought I'd show you because you've never seen an Engage no. before now. And, you know, these things are getting rarer and rarer. And I'm not saying you should go and pick one up because they're, <laughs> they're not worth it. Yeah. But it is just an interesting little side story hmm. of handheld and mobile phone technology. Handheld Gaiden.